0: The whole airport experience is going to change big time. I can see things like what they introduced in Hong Kong, a biometric thing when you walk through to make sure you don't have a fever. And
1: But for my optimistic view, I think that's only going to be the short term. I think uh, the human race is pretty resilient, but I think within the next two years, starting in 2021, it'll start getting back to normal where people will be I'm uh, living with the virus now. If we don't have a vaccine, it's just going to be, hey, it's another thing we live with. listening to the travel horror stories podcast a show that listens to real stories from travel bloggers and travelers just like you then we unpack those stories to discuss safety tricks prevention treats horror hacks and follow-up tactics the goal is to turn travel nightmares into dreams of beaches sunshine and margaritas
2: this podcast is brought to you by the Toronto Bloggers Collective, a Facebook community for bloggers and content creators who are either from Toronto or currently living in Toronto and the surrounding area. It's a space to support colleagues in the industry with information as well as engaging with each other's content with regular meetups and sponsored events. If you're from the Toronto area and create content, visit the link in the show notes and join the group.
1: And now, Live from the Federless
0: Travel Studio in downtown Toronto, Canada. Here's your host, Christopher
2: (laughs) (laughs) Runner. You guys are wicked. Oh man, I love that. Absolutely love it. It must be the weather, which, by the way, is beautiful. The sun is shining. It's bright, it's warm. And I can probably attribute that to Deb's smile. That's why it's sunny. That's why it's shining. And I'm so excited about who's hanging out with us today. We have some very special guests. So, I'm so glad you're here. And as always, you can listen to this show over at travelhorrorstoriespodcast.com. And if you're listening on your mobile device, please take a second to give the episode a five star rating and leave a comment. It helps more people find the show and its episodes. This is week 12. This is episode 12, which means it's the last episode in the Coronavirus Chronicles and the end of season one. But We are not going to take a break. We are going to sail right on through to the other other side, side. right into season two. Episodes will still be released every Tuesday, but please note, we will be moving into a bi-weekly schedule, which means new episodes every other Tuesday. But you know what? If you just subscribe to my newsletter, I will personally deliver the episodes right into your mailbox. How's that for service? Links will be in the show notes. With us today, we have the very awesome Dave and Deb from the Planet D. Now, for me, these guys are simply just some good friends. Deb is like that sister that I always wanted, and Dave is like that guy that I would hang out with in high school, geeking out over the latest technology, For us travel content creators here in Toronto and travel content creators from around the world, we all know who Dave and Deb are. But just so the listeners know who we're dealing with, you know I need to go through your accolades, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Dave and Deb with the Planet D are one of the world's top 10 travel influencers, according to Forbes. They have been featured on the National Geographic, CNN, BBC, Lonely Planet, Business Insiders, CBC, Red Bull, and that's just to name a few, all while remaining Canada's most loved adventure couple. And that is your life.
1: That's
2: us in a nutshell. Dave and this is your life.
1: Thanks, Chris. We just want to say thanks so much for having us on. You are like we always say that whenever we see each other, we just have this big, huge hug, and it just feels like we've known each other forever from the first time we ever met. And I've missed you over this self-isolating, but I'm so glad that we have a chance to talk. Me too. Finally, face to face. Yes. And um, yeah, and I probably shouldn't have said self-isolating because this will be live.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, who knows what we'll be by the time this episode gets released, right? So,
1: That's true. oh, I know what I can do.
0: Return everyone can relate.
1: I can exactly. Say. And I have missed you since we moved out of the city, but we're making sure we come in a lot. So, we'll get to see you again soon at the next meetup.
2: Woohoo! <laughs> and uh, some of these meetups that Deb is talking about, like uh, the Toronto Bloggers Collective or Travel Massive, the Toronto Chapter, uh, the Travel Blogging Exchange Conference, or TravelCon, uh, both of which we've talked about in previous episodes. Uh, Dave and Deb are often panelists. So if you're a content creator, I mean, ask them questions. These guys know stuff. But at the same time, they're always open to learning new things. Now, if you're an everyday traveler, then you definitely want to check out their guides and read their stories of adventure. But one of the best things about those meetups and conferences is hanging out with them afterwards. Uh, we always go for beers. These guys are like my bona fide bear buddies. Uh, we love to share stories, share experiences. And I think that's what you're talking about, Deb, as one of the things that we miss. Yeah. We just love. Chatting beer, chatting chatting over beer. And human interaction. Yeah, human interaction.
0: Actually talking to someone face-to-face is different than doing it over Zoom or something like
2: that. I'm completely Zoomed out,
0: man. Yeah, I think we all are.
2: So for us in the travel community, we all know who you are. Whether you're from Toronto or abroad, everyone knows who you guys are. But for those of you who might not know who they are, maybe you're just starting a travel blog or you're just regular travelers. Tell us who Dave and Deb are and tell us who the planet D is. We
1: just pointed at each other. You answer. No, you (laughs) answer. Well, we are. Hello, everybody. We are Dave and Deb, and we run the planet uh, the travel blog ThePlanetD.com, named after the D's in our name, and The Lonely Planet. That's where we got it from. Yes. We were huge fans of The Lonely Planet way back in the 90s and 2000s is how we traveled the world, using them as our guide. And uh, we've been... Doing the planeteers since 2008, full
0: time. Yeah, I'd say we were kind of uh, already we're kind of OGs. We we're like right. uh, there, there wasn't a lot going Everyone's on then in, in travel vlogging, uh, so yeah, we were probably some of the original people who who started things off. And you know, when we started it, we marketed ourselves as Canada's adventure couple, uh, and we did is we kicked things off by actually cycling the continent of Africa from Cairo to Cape Town, sort of sticking with our motto that adventure is for everyone, that you don't have to be an uber athlete or super rich in order to be an adventurer. Uh, Anybody can do it if they have uh, have the desire and the motivation to do it. So that was sort of our impetus of starting the Planet D, is that we didn't have anybody really to look up to um, you know, when it came to adventure, everybody were, like, these, like, either elite athletes or anything like that. But there was never anybody sort of just, like, the everyday person. So we wanted to, you know, we instead of, you know, just waiting around to try and find who that may be, we thought, hey, you know what? We can be those people because we can go out there and ordinary people can do extraordinary things. And that's sort of why we kicked off the Planet Dean and have stuck with that model ever since. Yeah.
1: And at the time, we didn't know a lot of our friends were traveling. They'd either take separate vacations or... Get the guys would go golfing and the girls would take off and do a trip to petra or something like that and we were like nobody ever seems in our life used to travel together this was a while ago now we are the older guys so we wanted to like show that couples can have adventures together you don't have to live separate lives a lot and i love the way the world has changed now because it seems that people are doing adventures since then people are traveling together so um, I think it's. Uh, I think we were just following a wave of how people were feeling at the time, and we got lucky when we started blogging to start what we did, and it's helped, awesome. us, helped us grow and have a good time.
2: <laughs> Fantastic! And just for the record, you guys don't look a day over thirty-five.
0: Oh, I. Oh, I mean, my, my hair dye and beard dye is working.
2: <laughs> you meet both, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I just remembered that awesome photo gallery event that you guys hosted pre-COVID. Uh, so I noticed on your website you guys have a new photography link uh, on your website. Yes,
1: yeah.
2: And and just for the record, yeah. Uh, if you notice, whenever you guys post one of your pictures on Instagram, I completely stop commenting. <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> you can only say beautiful and stunning so much. I, I use emojis now. Oh,
0: thanks, uh, man.
2: But I thought you might want to talk about your pictures a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, photography's been a passion of mine for, like, a long time. We've I used to work in the film industry before we did this uh, as, uh, as a gaffer, as a lighting person. And, mm. you know, I got really inspired by a lot of directors of photography that I worked with there. But, you know, I picked up a camera when I was pretty young. Like my parents gave me a Canon AE-1 back when I was probably, oh, I don't know, you know, early teens. Wow. And, uh, and really fell in love with photography. So I've gone through all different types of photography. And, you know, I used to shoot portraits, uh, medium format you know slide film when i was first traveling and all that kind of stuff i just find it such a great way to uh capture you know the the mood of any type of scene and to apply that to travel really became a great motivator for me to go out there and, and wanting to find you know different angles tell a different story uh all through visuals so you know being able to do that through photography and being able to, you know, build the blog and have that be a big part of what we do has been really has been really awesome. I mean to go out there and be able to make a living by taking pictures and writing is, you know, we're incredibly fortunate.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are honestly like the perfect team because Deb, you've been crushing it on YouTube. Like I totally love your videos and it's the perfect platform for your personality and your energy to shine.
1: Ah! Thanks so much. You know, I just, I just love it. I love doing video and I think that's the real key to having success as a blogger, as a podcaster, as a YouTuber. You have to love it because it's hard work. Amen. Like when I decide to do a video, it takes a lot more time than writing a blog post for us. Like I've, I've got the blog post down to a science. I can write that pretty fast, but the, the video, it takes time. But the thing is, I love it. I love putting, I love creating it. I love putting it together. I love putting the story together. I love when we're traveling. It's not, it's not work for me to make a video. I just mm-hmm. love bossing Dave around <laughs> and telling him what to say and telling him what to do.
0: <laughs> that's the real, real joy of it all. You're the director
2: of the <laughs> Yeah, truly. It's, it's just like any other, other relationship, really.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I, I want to focus more on that. I took time off during the the coronavirus cuz i just didn't feel like it was something that mm-hmm. if, if, when you're not when you're not feeling inspired by it too, i just didn't feel like it was a time to be celebrating the, the even though we should you should always find joy in things but i took some time off but i really am ready to focus on video you know, and I think your
0: storytelling, I think it's being able to storytell and edit is amazing because I, you know, me for visuals and technical stuff, I'm very into all that kind of stuff Whereas she's more the creative side of things. I think that's what's made it a good partnership mm-hmm. business in general is that, you know, we can cover uh, two uh, two birds, kill two birds with one stone, if, yeah. for lack
2: of a mm-hmm. better phrase. Mm-hmm. I hear that. Uh, and you, you know what? You guys do it really, really well. Uh-huh. All right, so do you guys want to play a game? Oh,
1: yeah, I love,
2: I love games. I know you guys love games. <laughs> All right, we're going to play three stories, two truths, one lie. Okay. You guys are going to give me three stories. Two of them are going to be true. One of them is going to be a lie. And I am going to try to guess which one is the lie. Okay. Okay, so do we make them elaborate
1: Correct. or do we just, just... Let's make them short. Short and
2: sweet? Short and sweet short and sweet but you guys can, but we'll elaborate on it after
1: afterwards okay okay, cool. okay. uh well oh, my my previous career used to be a singing uh-huh. and on one of our travels I was in Belize and I sang with the top drug lord of the country <laughs> karaoke and the song that we sang <laughs> is very embarrassing was Eminem's Boost Yourself
2: <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> I remember that like it was yesterday. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. All right, so that's story number one. Uh, travel story number two is uh, we were in uh, Girona in Spain, which is a very big, uh, a lot of uh, cycling people train there. And we're big cyclists as we cycle the continent of Africa. So um, we were pretty excited when we actually got to sit down and have gin and tonics with Lance Armstrong. He was training in the area. And we got to sit down with them, shoot the shit, talk about cycling, because I'm a huge cycling nerd. And it was like really one of the highlights of, I would say, like our whole travel career, being able to sit down and talk to,
2: uh,
0: you know, now a disgrace legend, but then a legend.
2: <laughs> All right. OK. <laughs> All
1: right. Number three is, OK, uh, we, tra- we, we love to hike. So we were trekking in Bhutan. Um, uh, one of our favorite countries for trekking and we were in this very remote village in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and we met the king of Bhutan and had a really nice conversation and uh, what was really cool about him is that he was wearing Ray-Bans and his hair was slicked back and we were all in our <laughs> trekking gear but he looked so slick he
0: was the coolest king I've ever You're seen
1: he was the coolest cat I've ever seen yeah, for
0: sure. so uh, that
1: <laughs> is our three
0: stars. Maybe I'll throw, I'm going to throw one more oh. Oh, oh, no. I'm going to throw one more.
2: You guys can never follow the rules, eh? Anybody know
0: this, they know that. <laughs> this is the real one. Uh, oh my gosh. Listen to these two. Wow. Um, we were cycling in Sudan when we were cycling Africa. And uh, Deb and I were cycling together. And we stopped off at this uh, roadside cafe to just, uh, just get a, a coffee. It was a shack to get some coffee. And uh, out the back, there was this huge camel market. And as we were sitting in there, a gentleman came over to me and uh, offered me uh, two camels for Deb. <laughs> if I would sell Deb for two camels, that was his offer. I obviously turned him down because she's sitting here. I said, "Don't wait <laughs> for camels." And uh, but he was not going for it. Uh, no, I'm are kidding. That, that that part did not. Fierce negotiation.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: Uh, Oh uh, well, yeah! Obviously, I didn't tell that then. But yeah, that's another crazy thing that sort of happened oh, yeah. to us on the road. So those are
1: the four things. And I don't think we've ever told you any of these stories yeah. before. I don't or think this so. This is a surprise for you. I think. Yes. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah. I'm trying to. We search do tend my- to
1: talk to the wee hours of the morning, so you never know.
2: That's so true. Okay. Exactly. Let Let me search my inebriated that's brain so from the past and see okay. if if I can do this. Okay, the camel story. I've actually. Surprisingly enough, a previous guest, uh, already said the exact same thing happened to her and used it as during her game. Uh, now it was previously recorded, uh, but the episode's going to be released later on in season two. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say that that is probably true. Uh, the lie, the lie, uh, Man, she. The thing is, when you guys travel, you guys have traveled for full time now for ten years.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay. So I mean, all that is quite possible to be real. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna go with the Lance Armstrong story as a lie. Ooh, that's very that's, impressive.
1: That's,
0: that's that
2: impressive.
1: Is, that is. That is yes. It okay. is. <laughs> now. Well done you rock yeah. you know i think I mean, you know us well man
0: now that being said
1: i didn't have it on i lot. didn't
0: have it with lance armstrong but we did have gin and tonics with david miller and he's the was, guy that outed
1: Lance. yeah
0: lance armstrong. So, <laughs> we did have dinner and gin and tonics with his, him and his yeah. wife and
1: yeah a david, cycling legend david miller wasn't. is an english cycling legend that was in the tour de france that uh you know, did the whole thing, he's the guy that kind of threw the whole lid off for the whole doping yes. ah. So he told us lots of stories that night that shall remain. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: not, uh, not online.
2: <laughs> what happens in France stays in France.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly.
2: So, yeah. Awesome. Okay. So tell us about. The, oh, the first story
1: that was a long time ago um that was in 2004 2005 yeah. maybe we were in belize and uh we went we met a canadian who owned a bar it was late at night
0: surprise <laughs> surprise
1: and he said we're going to go to the local uh like the local place down like far away to uh, to do some karaoke at the time and we were like yeah let's go and uh At the time, Eminem's song was a big one there at the time. And I knew all the lyrics to that. Lose yourself. (laughs) And I got up singing. And then this guy joined me. And we're, like, singing all night, like, not all night, through the song, like, getting the whole crowd's going. And then when I got off, the uh, owner of the bar said, you know, that is the local drug lord. And he said, really, and I was like, no, I did
0: not know that. How would I know that? Why would you ask me, did you know? (laughs) And I was
1: like, he seems
2: so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) So wow
1: Yeah.
2: So that's oh my a, gosh yeah the reason why I figured it was true uh was because I've been to enough bars with you guys to know that if good music is playing <laughs> there's a good chance Deb is singing along <laughs> yeah I
1: always I am always singing yeah, yeah exactly
2: that's right <laughs> so tell us Tell us the second story. So
0: the second story was uh, we were this was a couple of years ago and we were doing a, a, a trek into a very small remote village into the Himalayas in Bhutan and um, it, it was just it was this festival that was happening up there it happens every year but doesn't not a lot of foreigners are there actually nobody it's a three day trek into the mountains to get there uh, and literally the king of Bhutan flew in. For this festival, on, uh, in a helicopter, and we were standing on the sidelines, uh, you know, watching this. And he came walking along, and no kidding, he had Ray Bans on. His hair was all slicked back, yeah, really and had nice really hair. nice press pants. He came right up to us <laughs> out he- of everybody, and uh, and like shook our, shook our hands, and it was just so like how do you, how do you like
1: how do you like Bhutan? Welcome, Welcome, to Welcome
0: to my country. It was, it was uh, the
1: coolest thing.
0: Yeah. Wow. yeah, it was a very weird setting, and that.
1: Uh, yeah, it was just in the middle yeah, of nowhere.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, unfortunately, I have a video where I talk about it before he's coming. Like I'm like the king of Bhutan is coming, and you're not allowed to take any photos or video. Oh. So I had to put the video away, or else I would have been in big trouble. Right. And then you see my reaction afterwards. I come back in. It's on our. We, I think the video is called We Met the King of Bhutan, yeah. and I come back and I go, I just met the king of Bhutan, I'm really freaked out, I'm like, I couldn't take any video of it, because he just wanted to sneak it, but you can't do yeah. that, right, you're in big trouble.
0: And people are just, at like, like the, the, the local people are just in awe that he came up and talked to us, because, like, the king of Bhutan is, he is so revered there. It yeah. is just like he is the he is the man, you know, like he is he is the guy and he doesn't really talk to anybody. So it was uh it was really special that he came yeah. up and did that. It was a pretty amazing moment. Yeah.
2: So when he came off the plane did he walk in slow motion?
0: Well, we didn't, yeah. We didn't, <laughs> the wind was blowing. It was like shooting in 120 frames. You know? <laughs> we, we didn't
1: see the plane land. It just uh Okay. We just know that, how we got yes, it. I
0: just know that's how we he got. He got went it.
1: to his palace somewhere. I don't know where. I don't even know where he trekked from. He just came out of the blue. We were all talking, and then the next thing, they're like, the king is coming. Yeah. And We're like, what?
0: <laughs> like a scene from a movie. Come to the king. Here we
1: go. Yeah. Where he, <laughs> yeah. It was like that. The guy's like, what are you
2: talking about? What yeah. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Uh,
1: so nervous. Uh, it happened so fast.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay. Lose and yourself
0: your- was playing in the background. No. <laughs> <though. laughs>
1: Ding, 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 and...
2: <laughs> Go ahead, Deb. I'm not stopping you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. I can't wait for the next time that we're in the meetup and that song comes oh up. God. You better tear it up. <laughs> you,
1: really better, you. you better get on those lyrics. You
2: haven't sung in
1: a while. We watched the Academy Awards this year, and when he did his surprise appearance, I was like, "No way!" You know, other everyone that's younger is like, "Why is Eminem on?" <laughs> and we're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, that was
0: such a great
2: talk. <laughs> awesome, and yeah. and with the camel story, uh, did you want to elaborate on that?
0: Yeah, so like uh, that, I mean, we were cycling in, like Sudan was obviously one of the most difficult places we were cycling in because there were no roads. So it was like cycling on a beach, through the desert. you know, through the desert, oh, gosh. Uh, through the desert sand. So uh, we would stop for uh, Coke stops, uh, you know, to uh, Coca-Cola stops so that you could get some energy and stuff like that. And we I remember pulling over on the side of the road and there was this guy with his son uh, making coffee. Oh. And, uh, and the Sudanese coffee was, un- just, was just incredible.
1: Incredible. They grabbed it by hand. Yeah, oh, and it took it like was, about a half an yeah, hour. It took a long
0: hour. time, but, uh, but it was well worth the wait. But behind there, there was a camel market. And I'm
1: talking thousands our, of camels. Just
0: insane amount of, of camels. And uh, so, of course, we're quite curious on whether, uh, you know, hey, our, so what's going on. And we're in our span. We're cycling. <laughs> you know, like our <laughs> cycling span. Uh, so, like, you know, we go with our cycling shoes on. So we go walking back there. He obviously knew we weren't there to buy a camel. But uh, I remember the guy coming up and just looking and you know, because I don't speak obviously don't speak Sudanese and he, he looked at Deb and he gestured at her and then he gestured at one of the camels. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And then he goes, Who? Who? No, 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 no. No, no, not not, not for sale, not for sale.
1: I'm sure they do that just to say, I You know what my thing is? I think that they say, let's like get these tourists, let's make them freak them out. Uh, so yeah,
0: but right. how many <laughs> tourists do you see in Spandex that's cycling true. through, you know, stop <laughs> there for coffee? probably not too many. Oh, that's true. You're just looking for, just looking for an opportunity to take on another life.
2: Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Wow. That was so much fun. Thanks for playing, guys.
0: Yeah, no, that's fun. That's fun I too. love reminiscing about stuff like that. <laughs>
2: So I want to start with COVID-19, because this is a COVID-19 special. What was it like? Because you guys are coming back from the States with your parents, right then? Yes. So what was that like? Where were they coming from and what was that like crossing the border? Because you were coming back at the time of craziness. So you guys are also in the news too, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: what was that all about? What was that like?
1: Well, it was really interesting because we were in Mexico just the week before everything came crashing down. We were we took a, a trip. It was Dave's birthday, and we went to Mexico. And uh, actually, when we were there, it kind of started getting coming to a head. We were before we left, we weren't even sure if we were going to be able to leave, and we were like, "Should we be going?" Yeah. We bought the ticket already, and it wasn't that bad yet, so we thought, "Oh, we'll be fine." And then we came back, and that's suddenly when COVID really just everything went crazy. All of a sudden, they're they're closing things down. We heard about what was happening in Italy. Uh, they canceled, started canceling, canceling conferences. And uh, when we flew home the next day, I phoned my parents in Florida, who spend the winters in Florida, and I I said, "How are you guys doing?" And they said, "Oh, we're a little bit nervous, uh, but we have a shuffleboard tournament this Friday." that we have to go to. And then that's when I said to them, shuffleboard tournament, you're not supposed to be doing anything. You should not be going to crowds. And they were going, well what? (laughs) Because they were in Florida and they didn't know what was going on. So anyway, uh, after we talked for about an hour, my mom had had uh, like a serious infection the year earlier. So she went down to Florida and she took a chance. She went with no medical insurance because she couldn't get insured because she had a lung infection. Yeah. and they said any respiratory or heart you're not covered but they love going florida and they just said we're going to go and keep an eye and i said first of all you're somebody that has a pre-existing condition if you get the coronavirus you're a high threat of of dying right. and uh, by the end of the conversation they said i think we should come home <laughs> so we we said yeah and luckily for them they had sold they had sold their place in florida this year for some reason i think with mom scare. They yeah, it's
0: weird, weird time.
1: Yeah, they'd been going to Florida for 20 years and they just sold their place. Wow. And uh, so they were bringing everything home. So we said, okay, we're going to, we're going to fly down and we'll drive the, the van home for you and you can drive your car. So we followed them down and we drove to, or flew into Orlando and I've been talking too much. Now you say, well, so we
0: flew into <laughs> Orlando, they <laughs> met us at the airport and uh and and we started to we started to head back and it was like it was pretty weird because it seemed like there was kind of like uh like a mass exodus happening out of florida even at even at
2: that time yeah it was just
1: this was just like march 12th so it was not that long like it hadn't hit nothing had closed yet but we had this feeling that something was bad about to happen we didn't know the severity of coronavirus yet or COVID-19 you know we were just we were just going uh, there's something bad that's about to happen. So when we were driving we were just like I just want to get home. We were scared we were going to be stuck in the states. We were scared we wouldn't be able to cross the border. I was afraid that my parents were going to get sick. I was afraid for myself, but they're older so we were really nervous.
0: Mm-hmm. And we only stayed one night yeah, like uh, over straight. and then we just drove straight because we just wow. really wanted to get over the border to you know obviously to be back in to, to be back in Canada. And you know, if anything did happen, then you know we'd be in Canadian hospitals and Canadian healthcare because I think that was right. it and I think yeah, that was a huge, a huge thing. You know, with with her mom and dad not having healthcare while they were down there. So uh, and we were very happy, and we just basically drove through. Yeah. As fast as we could to, to to get home. Yeah,
1: and the way we got on TV, we got on uh, CTV News. Was it CTV or Global? No,
0: CB, CTV CBC, CBC.
1: CBC. I've said them all. I've said every Canadian news station. <laughs> we got on CBC as I just sent a tweet of the traffic. I was uh-huh. like, and, and, I, and we weren't really like making a thing out of like getting my parents home. It wasn't even a thought on our mind. But you know, you're driving and bored, and I was like, I'm going to take a uh, picture of the traffic and say, hey. This is uh, the Snowbird exib- Exodus. We were calling it. Snowbirds were starting to go home, and then CBC uh, tweeted us back and said, "Hey, if you're interested in uh, talking, would you be interested in getting on the news?" So we were like, "Sure." And they said, "Okay, can you pull over in about ten minutes?" So, <laughs> so I gave my mom my like David. <laughs> so my parents are in another car. Luckily, they don't have. They're not very cell phone friendly or savvy. So they had our phone and. We gave, we split up our yeah. phones. I text my parents and I'm like, you got to pull over. CBC wants to talk to us. <laughs> and uh, we got my mom and dad on the news. Yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it brought some levity. Oh,
0: but oh it was really God. strange. I will say crossing the border because so we crossed at night. Oh, yeah. But there was like, we thought we got to get there. There's going to be a lineup. What's it going to be like crossing? There was nobody. It was a ghost town. And when we came through, they basically didn't ask us any questions they handed us a little pamphlet saying, okay, you know, you know, check yourself and off you go. Yeah. So it was really, it was really strange because you would think that, you know, uh, you know, it there was were... a
1: really weird border crossing yeah. because my parents had a whole, like all of their stuff from their house yeah. too in Florida. And I was, my, my mom had paperwork. They had a cat. My mom tried to hand uh, the paperwork for the cat and the guy at the border is like, I don't want to see your paperwork. It, yeah. <laughs> it was all really weird. It's like, he just wanted to get us through and not deal with us.
0: But oh you know, in hindsight, God. it's really great that we went down at that time because I know that her mom and dad have you know stories of people who like the you know trying to get back was a really big hassle, lineups at the border, you know, all this yeah. kind of stuff. So I mean, the timing couldn't have worked out better for us to actually go mm-hmm. down there and and get them. And I'm glad we made that decision then and got them home. Yeah. So and they are too. For yeah.
1: Sure.
2: Wow, that's nuts. And it's probably around the same time my Prime Minister Justin Trudeau made that come home uh, announcement.
1: Yeah, it was. 100%. So my, uh, my parents were relieved. And uh, it was just the timing was amazing because we really didn't. At the time, it's weird how quickly COVID just yeah. took over our lives because at the time, people were like, I remember people asking, like, will you travel still? And we were like, Well, I don't know if I'll travel because I don't want to be quarantined. Didn't really know how bad it was. You know, that was something that was happening in China, that was happening yeah. in Sicily. And we were like and then it just hit here so fast.
2: Yeah, so, that's right.
1: And you know, I have to admit, when we when we were in wherever we stayed over, I think it was somewhere in Virginia even at that time we went into the hotel and people were wearing masks and gloves. So we'd seen the difference from Florida to Virginia. I think it was Virginia.
2: That That just goes to show you how quickly everything was changing, like literally by the hour.
0: It was. It was, definitely.
2: Ah, Interesting. Now I noticed on social media, you guys were doing some Facebook lives and uh, one of them was with Germany tourism board. So I was just curious, like, What was that for? Like, was it to get people ready to travel there?
0: Uh, The reason, like, I think the the motivation behind it was that they wanted to still highlight uh, Germany for future travel because it was about, you know, traveling virtually while you were at home. So they had us, we had gone there uh, earlier on in 2019 and did a trip through Bavaria. So what they did is they had us come on and talk about our trip through uh, Bavaria, what we liked the best, uh, and basically just did a Facebook Live talking about how great the, uh, well, and we did read that we love Bavaria and how much we love the area just to get people interested. And what I really thought was really responsible from their standpoint is that they, you know, they were not trying to push travel to, to, to Germany. They were like, hey, you know what? This might be something you want to put in your planner later on to come. And we just want to get you uh, inspired. Uh, to go and and visit this part of Germany so I think it's really great especially at that time when we did it because you know everybody being uh, everybody self-isolating and being at home uh, they still want motivation and inspiration for places to go even though they can't take off tomorrow you know so and I think being cooped up at the for I think at that point Most people were self-isolating for at least two or three weeks Uh, into it. You know, people were like, "Ah, I need to do something, you know. So we got really great response with it. And I think it was a great way to sort of highlight uh, part of a destination. I'm surprised more destinations haven't done it. It's it's a great use of, you know, uh, influencers and people who have come to uh, highlight Mm -hmm. the destination to revisit it. Yeah.
2: It might be too late now because I think everybody zoomed out I agree. I think I think time wise it was great yeah. because you know yeah. people
0: were still really into watching. But I think you're right. I think people are zoomed and Facebook live out in that. You know, okay, I need this to move either move along or I need to think about what's happening next, as opposed to just trying to entertain yeah. myself while I'm at yeah,
2: home. Yeah. yeah, right. And uh, Bavaria region is a great region. They're well known for beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had some great beer there.
1: Oh, we had a lot of beer.
2: I remember that. <laughs> I was like, "Go to Bavaria, not drink beer." Yeah, exactly. We had to
1: be very, we had to be very clear that we weren't <laughs> drinking and driving because we were doing a road trip through B- Bavaria. We, ever, we we made sure every night we parked that car <laughs> and
2: <laughs> drank beer. i <laughs> <Damn> straight, <laughs> and and I, uh, I love your picture that you took of uh, a new Schwanstein Castle. Beautiful <laughs> well, we, shot. We got, yeah, very early in the
1: morning. We we got there very early in the morning. We never said this on the on the show on their show but we got to because we were there so early we parked where we didn't know you weren't allowed Uh to park there we parked right up at the very top and walked right (laughs) and
0: walked you know like maybe
1: like 15 minutes yeah and then on our way down we saw everyone driving and taking horses up and having to walk up and stuff. we're like oh wow I didn't know that
2: just
1: keep driving don't look at
2: them don't mind us (laughs) (laughs) wicked
1: apologize later we were like I don't think we were supposed Uh to be up there
2: (laughs) This segment is brought to you by GPS My City. Do you love exploring cities on foot at your own pace? Well, GPS My City's mobile apps, available on iOS and Android, feature self guided city walks and GPS powered travel articles written by travel bloggers and travel content creators for over 1,000 cities worldwide. Visit the link in the show notes to learn more. Okay, so for this segment, uh, I'm gonna ask you guys pull out your crystal balls okay. and I want you guys to predict what's going to happen to the future of travel. <laughs> uh, I'm asking you guys specifically because you guys have 10 years of traveling nonstop around the world and you've partnered with airlines, you've partnered with hotels, you've partnered with tour groups and tourism boards, uh, you par- you partnered with credit cards. Um, so I mean, I think you guys are the best qualified people to be able to give us an idea of what you think travel is going to be like post-COVID. And, yeah, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, uh, well, I think there's going to well, going to be a massive change. We can already see some of that starting uh, now, like even at Toronto Pearson Airport, you know, where they're like only travelers can come into the airport. Nobody else can come in with them. I know they just did that recently. So, I mean, the, the whole airport experience is going to change big time. I can see things like what they introduced in Hong Kong for, um, for security, where you walk through and they basically do uh, like a, uh, you know, a, a biometric thing when you walk through to make sure you don't have a fever and that kind wow. of thing uh, coming through. I don't think that will be immediate, but I think that's that's coming. Um, it's I also, definitely
1: going to be more expensive. It's definitely going to be more
0: expensive because we're going to pay for all of this. Yeah. That's thing. For yeah, sure, travel is going to be way yeah. more expensive because you're not going to be able to pack planes like you used to, at least in the short term. Um, you're going to either have to, you know try and leave a middle seat or maybe they'll reconfigure seats yeah. or re-seat planes, whatever it may be in
2: order to keep Maybe distance. we'll get
1: more space and comfort though. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> <When> <laughs> you pay, yeah.
0: You'll get more space and comfort, but you'll definitely pay for it. Oh
1: yes. yeah. Yeah,
2: I was I was just going to say like, at what cost?
1: Yeah. Exactly. Like that's been the problem. Like that's going to be the problem. Like, yeah. We were all, that's travel was becoming very affordable for everybody. It was, you know, all these budget airlines. Now I'm not sure, but for my optimistic view. I think that's only going to be the short term. I think that uh, the human race is pretty resilient and they for we forget quickly. And uh, once things settle down, like I don't think it's going to be within the next year, but I think within the next two years, starting in 2021, it'll start getting back to normal where people will be, I'm living with the virus now. If we don't have a vaccine, it's just going to be, hey, it's another thing we live with.
2: Right. Um, so I think people
1: will it's in our hearts. Everyone's been exploring since the dawn of time. People have wanted to explore, you know, and everyone wants to even just keep on going. So I think that everyone's going to want to, I don't think that everyone should have a fear in our business that it's not going to come back, but it is going, I think it's going to take time. But
0: I think the biggest impact, I think from, uh, from a traveler standpoint will be cost. Uh, I think, you know, no matter what safety measures they enact now, And if they scale them back in the future, obviously the costs associated with those will continue down the road. So I think maybe there'll be less people traveling in the sense that affordable flights will be less common than they are now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's already incredibly expensive to fly within Canada um, uh, right now. So it's only going to get more expensive, and I don't see that coming down uh, to pre-COVID levels for, you know, uh, few, at least a few years to come.
1: Yeah. I have no problem with cleaner airlines, though. Dave and I were already oh grossed out by most airlines after watching some specials. Yeah. <laughs> so we know they're just a germ capsule. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Are
2: you talking about that show, Marketplace? Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: exactly. <laughs> yes. Don't ever watch that if you want to. No. Oh,
2: that was disgusting. <laughs>
0: Nothing that has to do with planes and black light. Don't, oh don't
2: watch any of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was disgusting. That's
1: just what that said. I was already like, we were already those ones that went on with a little yeah. alcohol rub. But, yeah. you
2: know. Well, clearly we're going to have to do a lot more of our own cleaning. Uh, but that said, uh, I've been hearing stories of airline companies operating full flights. Our last guest talked about that specifically with regards to flying around America. Do you think that it's too soon? Mm
1: that's a tough one. I think it's a personal choice. I know for us, we aren't going to fly anytime soon. Just, I have, you know, I have elderly parents. I have, yeah. you know, I just don't want, I just don't feel comfortable myself, but I guess if people are going for, for work, I don't know what to say. About I don't
0: that. necessarily think, I don't think it's a bad thing. I really don't. I think that the more that we try to move towards what, What we considered normal before, the better it is for, uh, I think, the population psyche. For sure. So if, if you can sort of start to introduce flights and a little bit more and increase your routes, I think Air Canada said that they're hoping to fly their international capacity by the end of the year. So um, I think that's a smart way to do it. I think it's don't you know, yeah, don't, see, don't, don't, don't come in and do it all. I much.
1: think better by the end of the year is better, though. I think too soon they, they won't really have a, everything in place. Yeah. You know, so like I think by July... Well,
0: that's already country. been seen, you know, like even with, uh, I know on American Airlines, I know some people flew uh, rather recently, and, you know, they said that there was going to be space between seats and all this kind of stuff, and it, it just hasn't happened. You know, you get on, it's a packed airplane, mm. and I don't think that's, you know, you can't, you're not going to be able to open sooner if you're running an airline like that. Yeah. So people my, will expect something I, more safe uh now
1: yeah i feel just open with a plan so don't rush to open just to get everybody sick i don't like i don't know i'm definitely not a uh, an expert on that but i just feel open with a plan and then if you have a good plan then we'll all feel comfortable yeah in july i don't think they'll be ready yet personally
2: right um i i agree and i yeah i mean that's a good point i even think about the cost uh and yeah they're gonna they're first of all they're gonna want to uh you know, recoup uh, all those billions of dollars that they lost in the first place, yep. and then they're going to increase the price because of the uh, the new the new stuff that they need to implement at airports, like whatever it is, the scanning yeah. um, tools and and yep. procedures definitely. and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it'll definitely yeah. be a lot more. Exactly.
1: So I think we'll be paying for it, and uh, you know, travel will be. For a little while, you know, a, a tough thing for everyone to do again. Cost wise, cost wise, yeah.
2: yeah. I'm willing to pay a little bit more if it means I'll have some empty seats around me. Uh, I'm sort of okay with that, but it remains to be seen. I mean, honestly, how much more expensive will it be?
0: That's the thing; right. like, it can't be prohibitively expensive, otherwise, they're shooting themselves.
1: And the I floor, don't know yeah. if that. Yeah, I don't know if it will be because the world has become used to travel, so maybe they'll just. They are getting relief from governments and they're getting help. So maybe it won't go back to normal. So that's all hope positively that it'll just go back to normal and it
0: won't be. <laughs> that's not well, a dream world. will definitely right be now. a new normal. That's
2: right. <laughs> well Deb, I definitely love your optimism. It's one of your highlights. So I'll
1: just go into my little dream find my happy dream world Debbie place. <laughs> Don't mind me. Debbie's
2: world. I'm going back to my Debbie little Debbie place. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about hotels and Airbnbs and hostels. I don't even know how that's going to work. Jeez. Uh, How do you think lodging will change?
1: It's interesting because we did another um, talk with – we did another Zoom meeting with some influencers and stuff the other day with – who was on it that talked to us about Airbnb? Oh, it was um, SimilarWeb. SimilarWeb did a a, a research, and they said that Airbnb is actually – their bookings are going up.
2: Wow.
1: And I was surprised because I expected Airbnb to go down. Like, I, that was my thought. My thought was, oh, people will want to stay in higher-end hotels where there's standards. But then we were told by the experts who have the whole data that people are booking Airbnbs and that Airbnb is ready to put money in. Yeah. And actually, Airbnb is even...
0: I think it all comes down to sort of what uh, what becomes more important for the travelers. So uh, I think Airbnb allows you to self-isolate a lot more. So you're not in a hotel. You don't have to ride in an elevator. You don't, have to, you don't hang out in a restaurant down there. You, you have a lot more control over that. Yet maybe the cleanliness is not something that you can guarantee. Whereas if you go to, say, instead a, a brand name hotel, they, you know, they've done everything they possibly can to make things clean. You probably have hand sanitizer everywhere and all that kind of stuff uh, for, the, for the cleanliness part of it. But then the downfall is, is that you have to ride in the elevator with people. You have to be around crowds of people. So I suppose it will be relatively a personal choice of what's most important to you and, and how did you travel before because I don't, I don't think people, if people travel by Airbnb before, then I think they'll continue traveling that way. Because they can justify it by saying, hey, look, I'm isolating, I don't have to worry about this. I can wipe things down as I need be, right? Whereas other people who are more business travelers or hotel travelers, they'll be like, hey, I can go there. I know everything's clean. I don't have to worry about it. And I can worry about taking the stairs or isolating myself. From people, so yeah. I think it all depends on personal experience. But uh, there'll definitely be changes in both places.
1: Right. And when it comes to hostels, it's true. I didn't even. Uh, yes. didn't <laughs> it's going to be people paying for single rooms at hostels now, so it, it might. But that'll defeat the whole purpose about saving money. Yeah. So it's just gonna. I'm, I just think once again, it'll be. To the point where people get comfortable like we always do about things and go, well, I have to make the decision, am I traveling during COVID-19 or am I
2: staying home? Yeah, interesting, because I was thinking about one of our local Toronto parks, Trinity Bellwoods, and those packed beaches down south, and then that got me thinking about hostels with with dorm-style rooms, with five bunk beds per room, like how are you going to social distance there with complete strangers?
0: And, right. plus and plus, like hostels, they, you know, they depend on the community atmosphere, right? That's, That's right. the whole selling point of it being cheap and being able to hang out with fellow yeah. travelers. So, right. I mean, it's going to be a tough sell originally or like in the beginning.
1: Yeah, yeah it does affect then there are the people that will go hang out at the parks <laughs> So that'll be, Those who will
2: will be the people at the <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that. Because <laughs> you and I, you know, uh, we've definitely outgrown hostels. Yes. Uh, we've been there, done that. Yes. Uh, it will be the people who don't mind the crowds in the parks and on the beaches who right. are going uh, to go to the hostels. And the, the, the younger generation has
1: in, been invincible in their minds. Yeah. They'll be going, yeah. what do I want? And they'll, they'll be going, well. I want to travel. I want to travel. So, I to travel. so, I
2: to travel. so okay. exactly.
1: You know, that's I'm like not saying that's right or Wrong. I'm just saying that that'll be their mindset, probably, because that's true. We've outgrown the hostels where uh, Dave and I are yeah. doing the hostel
2: set. No. And you brought up a good point regarding uh, Airbnb, because from talking with guests from the beginning of season one, and I also know people who run Airbnbs, uh, things were getting canceled left, right and center. Uh, Airbnb had to come up with some sort of official COVID rule, which would alleviate the hosts from canceling reservations and being Uh, and losing their super host status uh, just by citing COVID-19 as the reason. And it also allowed guests to cancel without losing any money, also by citing COVID-19 as the reason. Of course, Uh, yeah. It it was also in the news that Airbnb was sharing their employee list in hopes to find their employees' jobs during the lockdown. Uh, So I really thought that Airbnb was going to be toast. That's
1: was my first thought yeah. right
2: but technically you know you're booking in advance so you can cancel ahead of your arrival date should things not change with regards to travel yeah and also i feel with more and more people traveling locally and within their country or state well in our case province i don't see why people wouldn't use airbnb right uh, as you said it's a great way to social distance yeah as far as cleaning goes i'm probably going to be one of those people right that will bring my own wipes and wiping down everything when I stay there yeah anyways
0: right I think the same thing. Like, regardless to me, whether I went into a hotel and thought that they cleaned everything, you know, like yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I'll be doing my own cleaning while I'm in there. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. And since I know you guys like watching Marketplace, there was an episode where there was a hidden camera filming uh, to see if they actually clean the hotels or the hotel rooms, and they weren't. Oh
1: my gosh! I've been in. A, I have been in a five-star hotel where I got into the bed. And there were socks in the bed. So they clearly did not change the sheets or the bedding.
0: And then they were like do you Want us to move you to another room? It's like I just want to of course. To I just want to get out of the
1: hotel. Yeah. i was like you clearly did not even clean, like, take the bed off. Socks. <laughs> like sorry. somebody was sleeping yeah. the night before and took their socks off oh and left gosh. them in the bed.
2: Oh, so. and I so, love So yeah,
1: you're not guaranteed anything with an expensive hotel.
2: No kidding. And I love how they ask you, like, would you like another room? I know. No, <laughs> no, I'm 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 okay with the socks.
0: No, no, I'm okay with the socks. <laughs>
2: it's good. I, I put a light on a pair, so. just so you know. No, I just wanted to bring it to your attention, but I'm good with the, the socks are fine. All right. Jeez.
1: Mind <laughs> you, if we're on travel horror stories, I had a bed bug experience once <clears throat> when we were in Thailand. And uh, we have been traveling for lots, like several months at the time, backpacking. And Dave, for three nights, we stayed in this hotel. Um, this hostel, I don't oh, know, it was like a hostel, yeah. but a private room in a hostel, I guess. And Dave complained about having mosquito bites and I just kept laughing at him going, oh, you get your mosquito bites because I seriously never get Don't bitten. get bitten
0: by mosquitoes.
1: And I gave him no sympathy and then like, None. by the third night, I woke up the next morning covered in red dots. Oh, like, no. had, like, like lines of and uh, I, I didn't have my eyes fixed at the time, and I had, I was in the shower, and I'm looking, and my blurry, and then I put my glasses on. I'm just covered head to toe in bed bug bites, oh, and goodness. I guess what it was is they had been biting me all night, but I just didn't feel them. And I finally, well, I don't
0: have a reaction to.
1: By the third night, I had total covered, and I'm like freaking out. We have bed bugs. We have bed bugs. And we were like on the fourth floor or something, and we're walking down the stairs, going to complain. And by the time we got down there, we walked to the front, and I'm like. Um, excuse me, we have uh, bed bugs. And she looks like she's like, oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Do you want to move? And like, all I did was like, yeah, I guess so. Hey. By that time, I was so relaxed. <laughs> I was like, "We'll just take another room." Yeah. We were like, <laughs> "So, there you go." I guess it just depends on your mindset.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh! Again with the options. Would you like another room? Uh, you think? Yes. I came all the way down here to tell you.
1: I- to leave, I was going to freak out, demand my money back, and by the end of our conversation, I was like, "I'll just over. take a room yeah. with air conditioning, please."
2: <laughs> nice. Oh my god, that's so awful. Funny how what you
1: settle on when, yeah. when you're traveling, but when you've been traveling a long time, you just start being able to handle anything.
2: Yeah, no kidding. You know what? As I travel more, I'm able to handle more stuff. Or I just can't tolerate certain things anymore. Yes. I think it really just comes down to how the individual, whoever that person is, decided to handle the situation. So if they're going to be an ass uh, about it, then look, I've traveled long enough to know that this isn't cool. Right. Uh, but if they're nice about it, honest mistake, then okay, fine. Uh, I've traveled enough to know that this stuff happens. Yeah. So I can be flexible either way.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It all depends how much you yourself have
2: eaten that day. That's true, too. <laughs> are you
1: hungry or are you absolutely? And you're, really you're just—it uh, doesn't matter what they do. You're like, this is not acceptable. <laughs> I can't take it. Give me a little <laughs> more. <Damn> it.
2: <laughs> awesome. Okay, last question let's take a look at the last part tours adventure trips like zip lining or segue tours bike tours how is that going to look like in the future
0: wow yeah i th- i think that like the overall experience when it comes to tours i don't think is going to change too much i think uh you know you maybe maybe the groups might be less or they'll take more social distancing when they're when they're doing things but I still think people will want to travel in small groups. I mean, the, the the beauty of small group travel, as opposed to you know maybe getting on a cruise ship or something like that, you know, is you're always with a small amount of people, and 99 percent of the time they're like minded people. So as long as the company uh, establishes rules at the at the beginning, say, hey, you got to keep uh, six feet apart, or you know you got to wear a mask, whatever their rules are, I don't necessarily think. People will stop taking tours. Um, and when it comes to adventures, I think it, it, things I think that are—I think it's going to pick up. Yeah, definitely. I think people are going to want to do more of that. It, it, you know, a lot of adventures are more individual things, and you know, being able to do them as individuals keeps you uh, away from being around a ton of people. So uh, I think they'll definitely, uh, they'll definitely see an uptick in more adventurous activities and more remote activities. You know, getting out of it, and, like stuff like hiking, uh, even like mountain biking, all that kind of stuff that sort of gets you out in nature. I think there'll be a big uptick in that. Uh, Camping. Yeah, I think there'll be a less uptick in things like food tours mm. uh, and that kind of stuff. Uh, but there'll it's be for a little, little while. while. But I think um, it will definitely be anything to do with the outdoors where you can get out into the remote. I think you're going to see an increase. in. that's where people are going to really be testing the waters and want to start out with.
2: Ah, interesting. Uh, And and it's interesting that you mentioned food tours uh, because uh, if the audience remembers, we had a guest from season three who mentioned while he was on a stopover in Amsterdam uh, trying to get home during COVID-19, the day he arrived, the buffet table was open in the hotel. And by the next day, it was closed. Right. So it's just to show you how quickly everything changed. Yeah. Um, it's all the things you don't think about, like the buffet table being open during a pandemic that involves becoming infected yeah. by airborne particles. Are you crazy? Yeah, I think buffets are going to finally go.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: think you're going to see a lot of those. Yeah. Or samples, yeah. Oh, samples, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. We none of us thought
1: anything of samples before. Now it's like, oh my god, oh my god! Go there. <laughs> you
0: know, they need to do a marketplace on that.
1: <laughs>
2: Me too, especially in Costco. <laughs>
1: Like you don't eat lunch before you go to Costco,
2: that's right. I start in an empty stomach and leave full.
1: Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, oh my god, I would go grab two. I'd be like, Oh, this is
2: for my husband. We had it all figured out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did it because we we're doing the exact same thing. <laughs> I know
1: we all
2: did. Like... <laughs> this is so much fun. Uh, so what's on the horizon for you guys moving forward now? Like. Uh, with regards to safe travel, and when do you guys think you'll be traveling again?
1: Yeah, um, it's been really interesting because we have had uh, uh, several uh,
2: tourism uh, boards yeah.
1: offer, like, talk to us about coming before twenty twenty one. Talk to us about coming when we're ready in twenty twenty one. So people are very optimistic about about having having influencers again. So I'm I'm saying that because I want to give people that aren't hearing from them yet. Uh, Hope that it's, uh, you know, the tourism boards are ready when they're ready to open. And every one of them are saying too very, um, very plainly, like Germany did when we were talking that only when they're ready to open and only yeah. when it's safe. But we know that people still want to dream. I know before I started traveling, I didn't know when I'd be traveling next. It could be two or three years down the road, mm-hmm. but I always dreamed of those travels right. at the time. I right. have my Lonely Planet, my National Geographic, you know, my every single travel book I would read. So um, I think it's still a great time for our profession to have people dreaming again. You can see the uptick already of people ready to plan those trips down the
0: road. I also think from a destination standpoint, you know, they're going to want to use every marketing tool that they have in their arsenal to sort of, you know, get the message out that it's safe to travel here and utilizing, uh, the, you know, travel influencers to do that. They were doing it before to highlight how great the destination is, why not use, utilize them as well to get the message out to their followers that it's safe to come and yeah. travel here. Mm-hmm. So, I think I uh, that would be a good marketing.
1: Yeah, in the past, we've been invited to places whenever there was some unrest. When, yes. uh, when there was a crisis like we had been invited to different destinations after to show that, Hey, we're open for business. It's safe here. And I think that influencers are the first thing that people think about when to show everybody that, Hey, it's safe, it's clean. They're really taking social distancing into account. So I think that, that it's a good time for people to go out there and get traveling. Um, I know for us on the horizon, the plan is not to travel until see how things go. Our first thing that we have tentatively booked is November. Mm, Um, we haven't talked about anything earlier. People have been, when you're ready. We had some talks earlier before when it first started, maybe July or August. But for yes, us, it feels, back. I feel, I want to see how about the second and third waves to yeah. go as well. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to be stuck somewhere. I think it's important not to, you know, tax our system and be stuck somewhere and make the government fly me home. Yeah. I think it's, uh, at this point, we have to wait till it's safe and responsible. And I think it's our duty as a professional travelers yes. to do that, not just to run But out. I
0: think that's one of the things that is, is, you know, really will weigh on people's decision to travel and that, you know, are you going to go to a country where you have to, you know, go into a 14-day quarantine, you know, yeah. like who's yeah, who right. going to travel to that place when two weeks of their, their, their time there has to be in quarantine. Yeah. So, you know, we have to look to see at what is happening in each destination and how, their opening up is going, and, and and what the situation is before we decide that. Yeah, this is a place that I want to promote to my readers, right? Because right. I'm not going to promote some place that I don't feel safe going to to uh, to, to yeah. somebody else. Right. But I've yeah. I said the destinations all been incredibly receptive to that, and I, and they don't want to either. You know, they don't want to encourage people to come when it's you know safe. it's not safe. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. So for us, probably. Well, we did just—we uh, are moving to just buy a house, so we were already planning on staying still this summer, 2020. So it worked out in, in a sense, very weirdly in our favor that we weren't planning on traveling. So we're probably—we are probably definitely not even going to think about any travels until September, and then maybe yeah. by then it'll be a road trip. We haven't been to a couple places southeast in Canada, mm. so I'm very big on yes. road trips. I love them. I think that's going to be a big thing that a lot of people are going to start out with. I think all around the world. I think. You know, Scotland and Ireland and Italy and everyone has has great – these are great road trip destinations. So I think people will be traveling within their own
0: country. And they
1: don't have to get on a plane. Don't have to get on a plane. You can get yourself home if you need to. And uh, it's a great way to self-isolate. Road trip and camping with your own stuff, I'm uh,
2: I'm in. Fantastic. It'll be like explore your own backyard a bit more. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Yeah, Uh, that's what I was thinking was going to happen as well. And that's what I'm actually – the same – As you guys, like, usually I do a lot of my big international trips in September. Right. So I'll play it by ear and see how it goes. But I'm like you. I don't want to jump on a plane, especially with a second wave still predicted to come. Yes. So I think this year it'll probably going to be local stuff, domestic stuff.
0: Which I think is great because I don't think a lot of people explore their own backyard. True, you know what they do, A lot of people think of travel; they think of going someplace exotic or someplace that they did that they haven't been before. Where there's so many great things in your own backyard, and being sort of forced to uh, go out there and, and discover them, I think it'll people people will become enlightened with it's just around them. You
2: know, yeah, yeah. I agree. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't want to stop talking to you guys.
0: I know we could talk
2: forever. That yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Uh no, but like at some point I need to end this show. <laughs> so, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I can't wait to have you guys on again. Uh where can people find you if they want to see where the Planet D hang out?
0: And uh, you can find us at com, And uh, we are The Planet D on every social media channel. So Pinterest, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, uh, you name it, Twitter. We are The Planet D. So look us up, follow along with what we're doing. And thanks a lot for having us, Chris. Oh,
1: thanks so much for having us. This was so much fun.
2: Awesome. I'm going
1: to come on again next week. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we can make it happen. <laughs>
1: I'll just pop in every yeah, one exactly. of them. And
2: now a message from DJ. <laughs> Do you know where your children are? <laughs> All right. Case closed. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget that you can listen to the show over at www.travelhorrorstoriespodcast.com. And if you're listening on your mobile device, please take a second to give the episode a five-star rating and leave a comment. It really helps the show and its episodes get discovered by more people. Plus, your feedback will help me tweak and change the show to make it the best show on the internet. Yes. I'll catch you next week. Cheers.